All right, everybody, strap yourself in. We're going to do a crash course on SEO. This episode is basically going to be a super concise outline or summary of SEO or search engine optimization. My aim is to cut through all of the noise and the crap and the confusion and just tell you what you really need to know. And if you do want to you know, dive deeper and learn more about SEO, you, you can, of course. You can do your own research or you can get in touch with me and we, we can have a, have a chat if you want. Uh, but if you just not want to know the basics and how it all fits together um, if you just want to know you know what what the hell is SEO why does it matter and how can I you know get some more clients on Google how can I get my website found on Google what are some easy things I can do to achieve that then this episode should be pretty good for you hope that sounds good now before we dive in I'll just let you know if you go to legalsites.com.au, you can grab yourself a free law firm marketing plan and a free case study. Um, if you if you want to support the podcast and make my day, you could go and uh, leave a review. I believe you can leave reviews on Apple Podcasts. You could subscribe on whatever platform you listen to just so you don't miss out. And maybe you could tell a friend about the podcast. And if you have any ideas for future episodes, feel free to get in touch with me. I usually you know, check out LinkedIn a few times a week. Uh, but you can just get in touch with me through legalsites.com.au. Now, uh, finally, I just want to introduce myself properly. I'm your host, Brennan Kelso. I'm a law grad turned law firm marketing specialist, uh, founder of legalsites.com.au. And you're listening to the Better Law Firm Marketing Podcast. Now, in this podcast, you'll learn how to leverage the most time-efficient law firm marketing strategies to get more leads, more clients, and more profit. Uh, uh, That's enough of that. Let's get on with it. So this is a crash course, so I'm going to keep it moving. All right. So what is search engine optimization uh, or SEO? So um, essentially, there's a whole bunch of factors that influence the ranking of a website on Google. And SEO is an umbrella term for all the things you can do to influence those factors so you can get your website found on Google better. All right. That's basically how I would describe it. But, you know, there's a bunch of other things that you should uh, keep in mind. So SEO sort of, you know, is part of digital marketing. So there's things like content marketing, PR, branding, you know, content design, user experience, all this other stuff, web development, you know, um, tons of things. Okay. Oh, that was a bit loud. Um, there's just a lot of other things involved in, uh, in the, in the broader picture. Okay. That, that will influence your success with SEO, but just basically, yeah, to summarize it, look, uh, websites that perform well on Google usually aren't just good at SEO. They're usually good at dig- digital marketing in general. All right. Hope that makes sense. Let's get on with the crash course. So, um, what do you need to know? Well, let's start out with, uh, probably the, I don't know, is this the most important thing? Let's just say it is uh, keyword research. Um, that's essentially finding out what things people are searching in Google to find stuff that you offer. All right. Hope that's so that's pretty simple, isn't it? So how do you find out what language people are using to find out the services that you offer or the solutions that you provide or the problems that you solve? How do you find out? Well, you can use keyword research tools. You don't even have to pay for them if you don't want. Look, if you've never never done keyword research in, in uh, ever before, then you probably don't want to be investing in keyword tools. That's really something for agencies to do because they're bloody expensive, but also agencies, um, you know, the good ones out there know what they're doing and they can actually get value from these advanced tools. You probably won't get your money's worth from that. So uh, just use, you know... Google auto suggest start with that. Um, 
you know, autocomplete, what, I don't know what you call it, but just get on the Google machine and start looking for, uh, you know, the legal services that you provide or, you know, just put yourself in the shoes of a client who might be trying to find you and start typing away and then you'll find some keywords because, you know, autocomplete is based off previous searches. Um, if you are running some Google ads, you can use Google Keyword Planner, which is a keyword research tool that is provided when you use Google ads. If you are afraid of Google ads, um, you can just set your budget to $1 a day Um <laughs> I think that's the lowest it can go. I don't know. Maybe you can do one cent a day. I don't know. But uh, you can get uh, access to the Google Keyword Planner. But like honestly, I do suggest you, you put your budget up a bit because um, the more um, times your ad can be shown in results, the more data you're going to get on keywords from that tool. But, you know, you do you. Um, you can use Keywords Everywhere or any of the other, you know, well-reviewed um, tools that you can get on the Chrome. Uh, can't talk on the Google Chrome extension store. So keywords everywhere is one I like to use just for some quick data. But you can find useful information like estimated search volume per month. Okay, so if you're thinking, well, is this worth my time? Well, you might want to find out how many people might actually be looking for a keyword that you're not actually ranking for right now. And if you can kind of get an idea of how much that number is, you can sort of estimate, well, you know, if I got if I got a fraction of those um, those clients, those those searches, then maybe I'd be making a lot of money out of that. Maybe I'd be doing pretty bloody well. So have a go at that. But yeah, if you just use Google Autocomplete, you'll get some idea on the the, the, the keywords, but you're not going to know the data. You're not going to know the estimated search volume. You're not going to know how the keyword trends over time. You're not going to know estimated cost per click, which just gives you some idea of the competition for those keywords. All right. Um, yeah, it's a crash course. We're going to keep it moving on. Uh, the next thing, you, so you've got some idea of how to get keywords now, okay? We've talked a little bit about keyword research. The next thing I would uh, talk about is write just one piece of content that's really like SEO friendly, all right? Now, how do you do that? Well, you really need to do your research. Now, if you go and listen to one of my episodes called... Uh, what is it called? It's called blog. Is blogging a waste of time for law firms or something like that? Okay, <laughs> listen to that one. Um, it's all right. It does. It does pretty well. Look, it's one of my most popular episodes. At the time of releasing it, I thought it was crap. But uh, what do I know? Um, well, I didn't think it was crap. I just thought. I'm a bit of a perfectionist. I thought I could have done better, but um, I've re-listened to it, and honestly, I'm just. Um, yeah, I'm wrong. Um, it's actually a decent episode. So go and have a listen to. Uh, is blogging a waste of time for law firms? Um, if I haven't um, talked it up enough just yet, look, it's, it's, this is essentially what the episode's about. I'm basically saying, no, it's not a waste of time. Content generation is super important for law firms. But the problem that a lot of law firms face, and just generally businesses in general, is that a sentence? It is now, um, is they when you're writing content and blogs, most people out there kind of don't really research it before they write it, okay? They kind of just write what they think people might want to know about or what they know. You kind of write what you know. Well, that's fair enough, but 
For most people that I've spoken to, the main reason why they're making blog posts and writing content is because they really want to get you know more of their ideal client. Okay, they want more profit into their business. They want to do more of the type of work that they really like doing. That's generally the end game. If that's the case, then you probably should get an idea of what your ideal client is looking for. And the way you do that generally is to research before you write. Okay, that's essentially what that episode's about. But go and have a listen to it. Um, it's pretty good uh, if I can. <laughs> If I can say it's no, it's go on, please have a listen to the episode. Um, now, um, you can do your keyword research, that's how you can kind of find out what people are looking for on the Google machine. But if you, I would also suggest if you're, if you're looking to write an SEO friendly piece of content, um, hop on social media platforms for your competitors and just see which articles they're posting are actually getting engagement and which ones are. Uh, a flopping um, and you know avoid the duds and look at the ones that get, get good engagement and sort of write you know take your own take your own spin maybe on one of those pieces of content so if they've posted a piece of content that's basically answering a question or I don't know and it's getting a lot of engagement think how can you do better okay don't copy anyone I don't think you will but you know you repurpose your content you you, you make it better for yourself okay um, now uh, what was I had some other thing oh yeah if you go on like uh what is it uber suggest i think you can find out which articles are getting engagement on social media from competitors as well you probably should also be thinking about what are the common questions you get from your clients and then try and find out what those keywords might be so if they've asked a question hop on google and do your research and then you might find out what the most common um um, keyword is for that question so like what is the most commonly used way of asking that question what is the precise question what is the precise way that that question is phrased i hope hope that makes sense all right so we've done we've talked about keyword research we've talked about how um i've told you you've got to listen to that episode about blogging um but you've got to write a piece of uh seo friendly content well you don't have to you know i'm not your i'm not not your boss um but you know it's a good idea to try and write a good piece of content for SEO. Okay, so this crash course is going great. So the next thing is to optimize that piece of content for SEO. Now, let's uh, let's keep this nice and quick, okay? Um, okay, this is gonna, I'm just gonna give you basically a quick checklist of things you'd probably wanna do once you've got this bloody awesome piece of content and you want it to rank, all right? Um, and if it's not obvious already to all the people overseas, yes, I'm from Australia. Now, so here's how you should, you know, here's a few things you can do to optimize this awesome piece of content is, okay, you've got it, you've got, you've, you've done your keyword research. So you've got, you've got a main keyword or a primary keyword, all right? You want to rank for that keyword? Well, it should be in the first 100 words of the actual page, okay? So in the first sort of 50 to 100 words, you should have it there, all right? Because Google's going to read that with probably more intent than the rest of your content, right? If it's not in the, because here's the thing, Google's not dumb, like it can read your whole page and it will, all right? But Google's thinking, all right, if someone clicks on the, this page, if, if I show someone this uh, this law firm website's page in a search engine, so if I give them a, a bloody chance and show their page and someone clicks on it, is that person going to find the information they want quickly, Okay. So that's why you'd want to address it very quickly and upfront in your piece of content. All right. Um, yeah. Now, 
You probably know what a title tag is if you've been listening to me. If you don't, it's pretty simple. You can Google it if you want, but if you've got a SEO plugin or something that helps you optimize your uh, your SEO on your website, then it'll tell you, you know, you've got to have a title tag. So if you're in a search engine result page, you'll see all the websites listed there. You'll see like a, a heading, I guess, for the website, and then you'll see like a description below it. So the heading is the title tag, right? And then below it is the meta description. So your title tag really needs to have your most important keyword in it. You know, it doesn't have to, but um, it's a pretty important um, ranking factor. Now, uh, if you're writing all these pages, um, and if you're writing this, sorry, if you're writing this amazing page, Piece of content, you probably should have your main keyword in your in your URL. So you would have your your domain, and then it would be forward slash, and then you would have the rest of the URL there for that page. And you should probably put your keyword in there. Okay. Now, if you really want to, um, you know, do this right and really optimize your um, your piece of content, don't just stop there. So you've got heading tags. So H ones, H twos. It goes all the way to H six. Now. Chuck your keyword in there a few times because Google likes that, especially on your H1. That should be at the top of the page. And they generally say only one heading tag, only one H1 tag per um, page um, or post. Uh, The next thing, you would probably want to have some images on that piece of content with alt text. Alt text is essentially just a thing that tells Google what the image is because Google can't really, I don't think Google can like really like read an image, but it can read the alt text. Um, and generally you would have the alt text would be, uh, alt text would be generally be like a sentence maybe, and it describes the image. Okay. So don't, maybe don't just put the keyword in there. Don't just say, you know, Brisbane family lawyers, right? You know, this is a Brisbane family lawyer shaking hands with a client in Brisbane. I don't know, something, whatever the image is, you get the idea. Okay. Uh, your piece of content probably should have some inter- internal linking. So in the content, if there is, um, you know, if you've written something there and you could you could uh, refer to another page on your website, like I'll give you a simple example. You're probably going to write like a call to action at the bottom of your content saying, hey, uh, if you need help, get in touch with us. And you probably want to link to the contact us page. Now that's an internal link. Now, if you've got a website full of pages that are all linking internally to each other, that can actually help your ranking. It can help Google to, you know, find, crawl and index more pages on your site. So it can help you get rankings for more pages, especially if you've got a really popular piece of content. If you link it to other less popular pieces of content, it can help those contents improve their ranking. Okay. And it's pretty simple to do this stuff. Essentially, if you've got a website that's really well internally linked, then people, Google's going to see that people could um, find um, relevant information and spend more time on the, on your website because they might read, you know, through a bit of content and then they'll see that it's linking to another page that, that grabs their interest. And then that user will click on that link and they'll go to that page and hopefully read information on that and then they'll see another link and they'll click on that and they're just going to constantly be clicking and going all through your website and having a great time. All right, the next thing is... um uh, we're talking about optimizing your, your page still. Um, the next, the rest of this uh, episode is going to be going to be quicker. So this is, but this is this is really important. Okay, um, synonyms and related terms. So you've got your primary keywords. So you want to have some um, keywords that are quite similar to that primary keyword, and you would find those through your keyword research. So if, I'll give a really simple example. If your keyword is Melbourne family lawyers, then a you know a, a similar keyword would be family lawyers in Melbourne and best lawyers, best Melbourne family lawyers and best family family, uh, best 
family solicitors in Melbourne, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so do that. Um, <laughs> uh, write an enticing meta description as well. I talked about the title tag before and the meta description. Now, the meta description, you don't want to just jam keywords in there because actually Google doesn't really care. What Google really wants is, you, is to, it wants to see your click-through rate. So if you've got a really compelling short description, then you might get a, uh, you, you might get more people clicking on your website to go and check it out. Now, that's going to boost your click-through rate and that's going to tell Google, hey, Google, you did a good job. People like this website. Show it more often, okay? Um, but you, you generally will include your keyword in the meta description. You'll find that Google actually bolds it in search results. So it actually highlights it and that really draws people's eyes to the meta description. But you can't just, don't just jam keywords in your meta description because it's not actually going to help um, rank your website better. It's just going to help improve the amount of people who click on it. Okay. Hope that makes sense. Uh, okay. You've got to make sure if you're optimizing your content, you've got to make sure that your website looks awesome on mobile devices. You uh, can find that out by using a mobile phone. <laughs> That's obvious, but you can find that out by using a mobile phone and having a look and, and asking your, your you know, your friends or someone that, you know, ask someone who really doesn't like you uh, to check out your website because they're probably going to be more honest with you. Uh, you could even use the mobile friendly test, which is a Google thing. You can just search Google for the mobile friendly test. And I think it's going to show you the website where you can find out if your website is reasonably mobile friendly. Um, also, if you're having, like if your website's got all these terrible like mobile issues. If you look at your Google search console, it's actually going to tell you if there are mobile layout issues. All right. It's going to give you errors, which you've got to fix, which are really fun. Um, add some structured data to your, your content as well, which can really help you show up in search. Like you might get a, a featured snippet, for example. I've talked about that on LinkedIn before. Um, so, you know, you know, when you search for something and you'll see answers um in like drop boxes like you can you don't actually have to go to the website to find the answer right so if you search for like a you know oh what is the best you know what does what does this ingredient go well with you know um then you should find like a featured snippet explaining that and then you'll find some like drop boxes with related questions and you don't even actually have to go to the websites um but if you've got a, a, a featured snippet you can actually get more people clicking on your website because it's going to be right up at the top okay you'll actually outrank the top organic listing if you get a featured snippet um go to my linkedin if you want to learn more about that if you want me to do an episode on featured snippets i can do that um um, and just to quickly summarize this um, long bit about uh, optimizing your piece of content, write short sentences, um, one to two line paragraphs as well, because people just don't like to read. <laughs> they don't like big pieces of, you know, big chunks of text. Um, do lots of headings because a lot of people will just kind of scan your content so they can get the gist of it. All right, so you want people to just kind of do that, do that's what they want to do. Um, it's just more readable as well. There's lots of headings. Um, and make sure the headings like actually like tell people like what the information is. Like the, the, the headings shouldn't be vague. They should be quite like, concise um, um yeah and lots of images people like images it just helps with readability you should get people to you know spend more time on that piece of content and the more time on page will help improve the ranking of that page as well um, if you've got some sort of plugin you know optimize it so if you're using wordpress i, I reckon Everyone's using Yoast, which is a popular SEO plugin, but I think it's crap. Uh, 
Uh, I like um, Rank Math SEO. So, you know, you could try that. I like Rank Math SEO and it's actually going to tell you what you need to do to optimize a piece of content. So you don't even have to listen to me. You can listen to Rank Math SEO if you want. Um, And if you if you're going to be optimizing a piece of content, then if you do everything that I've said, you should get some pretty good results, and and your content might start to get some traffic. Now, if you do that, I suggest that you got you got to have some good calls to action throughout that piece of content. So you know, call contact the firm, download this guide, um, book an appointment using an online scheduler like Calendly, because you know if you've got people visiting your website, you you probably want to get leads. So um, yeah, throw in some call to actions. But um, uh, so that was my checklist for um, optimizing a piece of content for SEO. It's super, super, super important stuff, guys. So um, yeah. Okay. The next thing, the next two bits are just going to be like much faster. So link building and outreach. All right. You probably get these annoying emails from people who are telling you that they are guest posters and, uh, you know, um, here are their amazing websites with these domain authorities, which are usually not true and uh you know i can get you linked on these websites and get you all these backlinks so don't 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 click on those websites for the love of god uh so link building and outreach let me just summarize this you've probably heard about backlinks before essentially a backlink is really important and that's when a website links back to your website and that sort of tells google hey everyone else really likes your website too but backlinks um good quality backlinks generally are not very easy and this is sort of the part of seo that a lot of people kind of just don't do but it's could be the most important bit i don't know it's definitely super important okay here's how i would approach it if i was you first of all instead of begging for links i would be writing link uh, writing stuff that people desperately want to link to all right so write really good stuff so people just come to you all right um, and how do you do that? Well, write original content that people can find. Okay, so when people are like writing their own content, making their own articles and blogs and stuff, um, they might want to reference some um, piece of authoritative, is that a word? It is now, I think it is, um, a good piece of information, all right? And if they can find some original research or good quality data um, uh, or a good quality um, answer to a question that they have in that article, then they're, they're going to find your article and then they're going to go, oh, you beauty, I'm going to link to that. That's a really good piece of information. They're a law firm, they know what they're talking about. Um, data is also like, I've already mentioned this, but if you have like, like a piece of content that actually has like research on figures and stuff that can really attract links as well especially if it's original research if you can possibly do that um you can uh okay so there are some those are some ways that you can attract links to your website but you should also do some outreach so the way to do that is to find websites that would actually get some value by linking to your website all right let's be honest most of them probably won't or most of them don't really understand what the backlink is but there is kind of there will be some websites out there that really really would like to hear about you and to um, link to your piece of content um so get in touch with those ones now do not spam anyone um send unique short and personal emails short emails please i hate getting long 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 um copy paste emails from people um, who want me to link to their websites um you know there's really no value in it for me um (laughs) 
Um, but there could be. There's just uh, people just aren't putting the effort in. So um, do some outreach uh, to get some links to your website. Look, um, and if you obviously you know you this might be the part of SEO where you're thinking, I can't do this, Brandon. I I have I'm a lawyer. I have things to do, um, and I agree. Um, so, of course, you could uh, get in touch with me. I can help you out there. Um, of course, you know I don't like pressuring people into you know hiring legal sites. You do you, um, and you might find some other agency out there that's really good at this stuff as well. So, um, I would encourage you to just to do something about it. Okay, backlinks are really important, and the, the thing is that most of your competitors probably don't have high quality backlinks, and if you can get some then my god you're gonna kill it you're gonna do well all right now the final part in this seo crash course is seo tools and software so you can technically practice seo um without using any tools or software um but uh you're gonna make your life hard so you can you can use some tools and software that are totally free and that are going to get you amazing results. Um, and that's what I would start with. If, you, if you're totally new to all this stuff, um, then I would suggest that you have a go at keywords everywhere for your keyword research. Now, that's not technically free, but it's very cheap. It's very affordable. And that's going to at least give you information on search volume, um, trending, and estimated cost per click, and a whole bunch of other things that it can do for you. And you can just add that to your Chrome browser Um yeah, as an extension. So that's really handy. You don't actually have to go into a keyword tool. It's actually going to be in your browser. So whenever you're actually searching, well, if you just search for a recipe and you forget you bloody got the you got the keywords everywhere thing, it's going to actually give you you know data on the recipes that you're looking for. Um, so you know next time you're looking up how to make a turkey sandwich, then my god, you're going to find out some um, really really useful information. But you also find out really useful information on you know your actual legal related keywords as well when you're actually doing that research so keywords everywhere um check out the chrome extension store there's probably a bunch of other really good seo tools as well let me just um, clarify um these tools aren't just about uh finding information on keywords we're also talking about um tools that can give you information on you know where are some um uh, which competitor websites uh, have really good backlinks and where are those backlinks? That's a really good way to find out where some um, linking opportunities are for you. So if you can find out where your competitors are getting their backlinks from, maybe you could also get backlinks from those websites. Um, you could have uh, you could use SEO tools that um, will audit your website and give you an idea of how to improve it for SEO reasons, a um, bunch of other stuff. Uh, even use like, look, I would even do a speed test as well. Look, if your website's slow, then it's just, oh my God, you're not going to, you're going to have a hard time um, with your SEO. So you've got to speed up your website for your SEO. So use GT metrics um, or page speed insights. They're both good ways to find out if your website's really slow. And it's going to give you all this uh, advice and probably a lot of it you're not going to understand unless you're a web developer. So maybe get in touch with a web developer. Of course, we can help that out with you. We can help you out here at Legal Sites, but you know, just find someone who knows what they're doing to speed up your website um and uh yeah look that's enough so just check out just find some seo tools to get 
information on keywords, to, to do an audit on your website, to do a speed test, and maybe to do a link analysis of your competitors. And my God, you will just you are just going to be like you're going to be in the top one percent, or probably in the top zero point one percent, honestly, of law firms out there. Because look, a lot most lawyers don't have time to do this stuff. But if you can at least get some information and get some idea of how to do it, my God, you're gonna you're gonna do well. So um, yeah, also I really like websites like Backlinko and Search Engine Journal. So if you check them out, I think they've got like lists of like really good SEO tools that are free. So check them out. Um, cool. Now my final word of advice is, I'd love it if you just just get started. Just Get, get to work. Um, what is, uh, like, based on what I've talked about today, um, what do you, what's the, what's the next thing that you're going to do? Are you going to write a piece of SEO friendly content? Are you going to do some keyword research? Um, are you going to um, optimize a piece of content that you've already written that is really bloody amazing and you're going to optimize it so people can find it? Are you going to annoy people by asking for backlinks? Are you going Going to um, you know use some SEO tools um, and you know do a link analysis on your competitor to find out where they get where their backlinks are from. What are you going to have a crack at? Um, for those who aren't from Australia, when we say have a crack, we mean have a go or you know try to do something. That's what that means. Uh, so look, and to all the Aussies out there, um, there's people listening to this podcast. Um, in a lot of different countries, which is which is great. I never thought that would happen, but we've got a lot of Americans listening right now. So I thought I should clarify what it means to have a crack at something, in case they don't. Or they may maybe they already know. There's Australians everywhere, and apparently we're always surfing and on holidays. So what are you going to have a go at? Um, I'd love to hear from you, or you know, you can just you don't have to you don't have to tell me if you don't want to, but if you do, get in touch with me through legalsize.com.au or you know, LinkedIn's always good. Um, Let's just let's just wrap up this episode. So, um, uh, I think we've done a, a reasonably fast recap. Yeah, I've already recapped what I've talked about. You guys know I, I defined sort of defined SEOs. I said there's a bit more to it. There's kind of you know you got to look at digital marketing. I looked at keyword research. We looked at writing SEO friendly content. How to optimize that content for SEO. There was a checklist that I went through. Um, you know reasonably reasonably quickly um there was the part where you annoy everyone by asking for backlinks uh or you can just write really bloody awesome content yourself and and hopefully people will just start linking to you if you don't want to actually outreach to people and then i suggested yeah yeah look into using some seo tools if you're going to be applying um you know a lot of this information and maybe sort of taking it to the next level um and of course you know i'd like to hear from you um i'd like to know what you're going to have a go at but you know you do you so um just a quick uh final thing before we go today um, I do have those uh, free things at legalsites.com.au there's the law firm marketing plan and there's the case study if you want to support the podcast please consider leaving a review maybe subscribe um, on whatever platform you're listening to um, I know that if you want to leave a review they you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts and it's, it's pretty good for the algorithm so um, and maybe tell a friend about the podcast and get in touch with me if you've got ideas for future episodes I had a client Sorry, I had a listener get in touch with me the other week, and he asked for me to do an episode on you know social media, like what's 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 good, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and I did an episode on that recently, and that actually has uh, done really well. Um, a lot of people listen to that, so thanks, mate. I believe uh, that was uh, one of my listeners from Germany. So um, sweet, that's it. Um, thank you so much for listening to this crash course. I'm Brennan Kelso, and you've been listening to Better Law Firm Marketing. Bye for now.